AG1 is a comprehensive and convenient blend of over 70 high quality ingredients. And what that means is each morning when I wake up, before I do anything else, I drink AG1 to set me up for the day. It keeps me clear headed, full of energy and focused on whatever I need to do, like writing the fighting cock, for example. One scoop once a day before breakfast and that's it. I've actually found that I've not been needing coffee in the morning to get me started. I've still been drinking coffee because I love coffee, but it's not because it's like a necessity to do so. AG1 is made out of the highest quality ingredients subject to the strictest manufacturing standards. AG1 is NSF certified for sport and this process involves exhaustive testing and verification that every serving of AG1 is exactly what you see on the label. If you want to take ownership of your health, try AG1 and get a free one year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs for your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock. That's drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock to get started and to help the podcast. Thank you very much. Have a great day and enjoy the show. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. Clock. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. Clock. A camel's Um, as a. Uh, should you be having naps in the middle of the day when you've got a small child running around the house, Carl? Well, I mean, luckily my wife is not at work today, so it's not just me and my daughter. She, um, yeah, I wouldn't do it if it was just me and her. Just you sort yourself out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just, that, yeah. just set her up with a nice little toy set up and be How? like, Daddy's going to have a little sleep. I've seen it. You from breakfast out. All, no, all you need to do is put an iPad in front of them and they're sorted for hours. I've seen it happen. Yeah, but then you, you worry about their brains isn't it what you're doing to their brains that's the trick don't worry oh yeah i, forgot, yeah, I forgot about that one waste of time mate just <laughs> yeah. Stuck back on. yeah so, so i'm reading a subtle art of not giving a fuck and um yeah. that includes melting your kids brains right if you just don't give a fuck okay. about anything everything's all right isn't it yeah at, I mean, every, that is... at every stage at every stage <laughs> no matter how bad what she's watching gets if you don't give yeah. a fuck it's all good it's kind of like True. Tottenham in the transfer market, right? We I, about- weirdly, I've got that sense with it. I'm very, you know, a lot of people are losing their minds about the Kane stuff. I'm, I feel weirdly zen. Like, I think it's because for the first time, like, there's enough positivity for me. Like, having hated the last sort of eighteen months, whatever. I feel like now there's a bit of just I like I, the manager seems like a nice bloke. Yes, there's some nice young players. Like, there's enough other ingredients that have made me go. Do you know what? I'm, I'm, I feel relatively happy about this again. I'm not just overwhelmingly sad. So even Kane, that shit, I'm just like, I, whatever, man. 
you know, if it's if he comes, if he stays, he stays. If he goes, he goes. Well, you know, I'm, I'm very zen about it. I, I, I think we, I mean, we talked about this for a fair bit recently, but we're all kind of feeling like we can't control this. We can't control it at all. None of it we can. But you can you can be influenced by what's happening at your football club, and as we've seen over the last few years with the like, previous managers, no matter how zen you try to be, when you've got them setting fire to your house, it's very hard to be kind of like <laughs> indifferent. Yeah. But right now, we don't. It doesn't feel like anyone's trying to set fire to the house. It feels like someone that's trying yeah. to build a porch. Is that yeah? Is that it? It's basically like it's like it's like you know, he's like it's having a nice stepdad. Yeah. And like, you know, sort of, it's that thing you can deal with. You know, I can deal with anything. It's when your stepdad's a cunt and you're like, yeah. oh man, he's he's banging my mum. I'm sad. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? But with, I, I like, yeah, <laughs> Foster Cogley. I'm like, yeah, I like him. He can, he can have a go on her. Yeah. yeah. Like, she seems happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, this is it. It's like, in, like it's Conte used to, it was your real dad, your biological dad, but he used oh, to hit mum. Yeah. He used to hit mum a bit. So well, you just, you got, you've got, Pasta Coglu and he treats her right, buys her flowers. He treats her right, so you're happy she's moved on. Makes love slow. Dad, you're glad that your dad's fucked off, and you just hope he's. You never see him again. <laughs> yeah, I literally hope I never hear or see Conte's face again, <laughs> ever. He, exactly, he's, mate. He used to beat up mum. Yeah. Um, T, you all right, mate? Yeah, all good, man. All good. Well, just on that, you, you, good. We 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 were talking <laughs> earlier, and you and Ricky, you, you was going Ricky, and you go, I'm on when Ricky's thing with I'm only going to celebrate a sign-in when I see the shirt raised at Spurs Lodge wherever we play now the Tottenham Hotspur Training Centre Chigwell yeah Yeah, well but but there's no fun in that right you can just like I get a bad situation like Kane where you're like oh he's going so if he goes and even if he stays that's also bad because the stories never go away and all that kind of stuff but if one's coming in, you can get, you're allowed to get a little bit excited. Like Ricky does not move or make a single comment on any transfer until he sees the, sh- the scarf above the head. He will not. <laughs> I mean, I think the issue with um, with Van der Ven is that he was done a while ago, and I got I got caught up in it, and then it wasn't done. So now he's almost done again. From you know Romano saying that, I'm a bit like. I need I need one of the, the Spurs beat journals to kind of um, corroborate what's being said here before I before I get too hyped. I mean, um, I'm not all I'm not all gloom and doom. I mean, there's obviously things to be frustrated about, but um, I think I don't know. I'm not that nervous about the Brentford game. I think there's enough parts there to put up a good fight for for this season. It just feels that um, this feels like we're cutting corners. It's like we want to get the maximum amount for the for as little spend as possible, which it's logical, but there's got to be a limit to that. We just kind of just throw the money at it and For just sure. get it over the line. Well, look, I mean, overnight, you've heard of Tapsoba and Van der Ven, both mm-hmm. centre-backs that Carl was well-versed in last season. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard of either of them before this summer. And I'm like, we I need mean, these I've players. Monitoring, I've been monitoring them since I was 12. <laughs> you know, I've got all the stats on, the, on my wall, you know. So, yeah, I'm, I'm about, I, I can vouch for them. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, you're going to be blown away by these two, man. <laughs> Van der Ven and taps over as vouched for by comedian oh. Cole Donnelly. It's like that. What's the what's the Argentinian kid that now we're all like, yeah, Vélez. man. Honestly, Messi, Messi said he's like the best kid. Like, yeah, come on, I don't give a fuck. None of us know anything, man. What are you talking about? I, I've I've had an entire range of emotion about this player that I'd never heard of before I woke up this morning. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it was uh, it was Messi. Messi rates him Vélez. 
Is that his name? Um, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, we've practically signed. He wants to come. Brilliant. Yeah. 19 years old, South American. Fantastic. <laughs> Messi loves him. And then Tim Vickery comes on. He's a correspondent, South American correspondent. He went, he ain't all that. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> fuck. If Tim Vickery don't like him, then we are fucked. But do you know what, though? Do you know what, though, Flav, right? Messi has a trust pilot login and has put on a good review. Tim Vickery can't even get a logged in. Yeah. So we're trusting Messi on this one. Yeah, you Messi's trust him. Vickery or Messi, mate. The best of all time. I, I Messi's giving him five stars. I don't think Vickery yeah, has yeah. an agenda, though. Vickery doesn't have an agenda. Messi does. I mean, he might, Messi probably got <laughs> stocks in this kid. Oh, I think... Um, I think Listening to what Tim Vickery said, it's not quite as bad as a, as a headline is. It's just that um, there's been similar players that have come fresh from South America with similar qualities who have probably struggled over here. But it looks like we're going to loan him back for the next six months, I believe it is. So there was a little bit of caution on our side as well. But it's nice to have new names be, being linked. I just want to see us get something over the line before we kick off against Brentford. Well, is... I mean, we got, but we got to temper ourselves with the memory of what we thought Lamella was going to be to what he ended up being as well. And that, yeah, I mean, that's the... Paulinho. In terms of... in term, Yeah, like in terms of that, that South American, you know, this guy's going to fucking change the world sort of thing. We all thought that. And then suddenly, you know, what we got for Lamella was basically a bloody... We do... Like David Batty, you could pass. You know what I mean? Like, it was sort of a very different beast. We do seem to get the shittiest South American footballers on earth, though, don't we? Like, how many... Or, yeah, but... It's a catch is it us that does it? We do it to them. Do we ruin them? No, Paulinho was shit when he arrived and he was shit when he left. Just completely sourceless as well. You think of South America, you're thinking of Flair, you just get like um, Lamella who just turns into a fucking hooligan. An animal. He's <laughs> an animal. <laughs> well, Argent- Argent- Argentina have a so bit not. of a history of that, a kind of shithousery. So I didn't, I didn't mind that, but you've got to have a little bit of Flair with it as well if you're coming from South yeah. America, I think. I, I just think that's a prerequisite. Like, the, the, this main attribute of Velez is that he's good with his head. I don't want to know that. I want to see him juggle the ball down the pitch. Yeah, exactly. Tell, give me yeah, a good South American that we've had. Anyone. Our deal is. It's his birthday today. Happy it's birthday. Be, um, it's got to be, be someone since our deal surely. You tell me. You tell me. Um, well, yeah, you're only, yeah, Romero, but I mean, you're talking, are we talking just uh, attacking players? I'm just talking, like, South American that isn't an arsehole. Have we ever had one of them? I don't think we have. This is what I'm saying, boys. You put it like that. Yeah. This this is um, the Thursday Q&A podcast, which means we don't know what we're going to be talking about. There are 100 questions that we can pick from, and I haven't seen all of them, or any of them, really. Uh, But we'll start with this one, because it is at, and there are 62 upvotes on Reddit for it for some reason. Lance Jr. says, Is Velez better with his head than your (laughs) mum? <laughs> There's this ongoing thing for some reason. Right, My yeah. mum keeps brought being brought up every episode, uh, and uh, he's asking, "Is my my 71 year old mum as good with his head, with her head as Velez? Probably. She's had that much experience. I wouldn't say yeah. She probably is. She'd get up there, get a nut down. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't even know how. I don't. I, don't, I, can't, I haven't got a segue for this, but um, has <laughs> that free kick coat gone? <laughs> <laughs> what? What, was this? That, what is that? It's got to do nothing with what we just said. You just you can't. Me? You can't just go. I haven't got a segue, so I'm not going to do one, and then just ask another question that doesn't relate to. What yeah, you just... because it, it does kind of relate because on, um because Vio, the, this guy we had, is good of set pieces, you know, good of his head. So if if he's still there, then maybe he will be effective. This is or this is not. this is last season. We had the best set piece conversion rate in the league, oh, yeah. certainly yeah. from corners. 
Um, was he, wasn't he part of con- that, that was for a period though that there was that, but then it did definitely tail off, didn't it? Like, I feel I think, like we had those stats first half of the season and then obviously we yeah. didn't score another goal for about six months. <laughs> what do you reckon evened out like for most teams and we sort of were a bang average by the end? And, yeah. But, yeah. But because we had this set-piece specialist, everyone thought, well, no, that's the reason where it was just luck. <laughs> probably. I reckon, yeah, probably. <laughs> um, Austin416 uh, says, how stupid are Blackburn? So this is the Ashley Phillips signing. This kid is going to sign... What was it two weeks ago we um were trying to get him for five million and then blackburn wanted 9.5 million and no, it turns no, out he has yeah, a yeah, clause yeah. in his contract for two million this friday that's, that's <laughs> that's, that's the most stupid thing i've ever heard in my life <laughs> and we saw we talked about this on the patreon podcast um the transfer touch-up and there's no way they, they like the blackburn owners couldn't have gone they won't find out about the clause don't worry about it yeah, but he's, yeah. his agent knows about the clause. His agent obviously wants to move him for Tottenham. He won't tell him. Especially dealing with Levy, who's literally the tightest man on earth. He's going to check every single way of saving money on mm. earth. He's going to have his forensic accountant on every little deal. Yeah. So, they've, yeah, they've just absolutely just shit the bed, haven't they? Yeah. It, I mean, it just stinks of a small club behaving like one. And do you know what? Yeah. I think they should go out of business. I hope they have bad financial struggles this 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 season. I know that I know they're in. What are they? What's they're facing administration? I'm not even sure. Godspeed is what I'd say. Godspeed, but a good of the more game. Clubs, more clubs need to go under. That's what I say. There's this weird... as, a, as a football fan, I want more clubs to fail. <laughs> Carl, don't you think there's this weird thing about oh, for the good of the game, you need Bury to still be around? No, it's, it's know, bullshit I... sentiment. No one cares whether Berry exists or not, apart from Berry I mean, fans. It depends. It depends on the the area, isn't it? My my views on whether or not a club should stay in business depends mm. on how bad a gig I've had in that city. God, <laughs> so, you know what I mean? <laughs> so how have you? So, had a, I, you've had a bad gig in Southend. Um, no, Southend. I've had good. I've had decent gigs actually. Predominantly, you know, pr- predominantly right wing though, right? Yeah, that's why I do really well <laughs> recently. I don't know if you haven't seen me for a while. I've swung to the right. Have you? Good. Me too. Yeah, just starting my shift on GB News after this. Mate. Me too. <laughs> welcome. Welcome, Carl. There's a reason why we stayed in touch. Um, yeah. Uh, well, actually, you're just on that. You're doing the Fringe, right? I'm doing the last week. Yeah, I can't, I'm too old for that fucking four-month piss-up. Nah. So I'm just going to go out for five days. And just pile it in like a stag do. Where, where, what's your, uh, what's the venue? What, how do people find out about it? I'm doing a venue called the Magical Spiegel Yurt. Um, it's like a really cool little um, round. I'm playing it in a round, so I'll be in the center and they'll all be oh, around hey. me. Yeah. I'm doing a, it's like a story show. I just, did. I did a version of it. Well, basically, I did a run of it in Australia and I've changed it to, to be a bit more, um, sort of, uh, less story-ish and more just stand-up-y for the fringe. So it'd be fun. It's just going to be a funny show about my dad dying for one hour. <laughs> so it's going to be really fucking fun, man. Oh, what an hour. Sake. It's lovely. It's, it's funny you said that because I, I was looking at the last time we actually spoke and it was when your father passed away and um, I just oh, yeah. sort of reached out and said, I hope you're okay. And and oh, now, cheers, you know, well, no, <laughs> of course. Um, but, the, <laughs> but yeah, a year later, you've started to write comedy about it. Is that a process of, you know... Full show. I didn't write anything until but after I got sort of Christmas out of the way, and then I thought now I can start thinking about what was funny about it. 
and right. then um, was, and I actually came came quite quick. I wrote I wrote an hour and took it down to Australia, and yeah, I was surprised with how sort of funny and silly it was. Like I managed to obviously I skirt around certain bits because I don't think an audience needs to go through that. But yeah. yeah, I found what I did was focus on funny things about each stage of it, like being you know, there's funny things about sort of hospitals and there's funny things about dealing with undertakers and there's funny things about you know so i found parts of each part of the story where i was like oh there's observational stuff to be done here that i've not i've never seen before so yeah and you're well tricked to it well happy with it happy with the show yeah i think it's really funny and i'm so i've been really like the, the response whenever like from australia and everything and when i've done previews here has always been people are surprised at how light it is considering how dark the topic is so yeah because that, that was that, always what it, i was trying to do if i didn't know you and i was coming to the show i'd be going is am i going to feel horrible or sad <laughs> yeah, yeah sad. i mean that was because i've i've seen enough shows in my time that have covered topics like it where you walk out all sad and oh god Whereas this one, I wanted to do the opposite. I wanted people to come in thinking it's going to be sad and walk out thinking that was really light and did you, silly. Did you just final question on this? And uh, but did you find the process cathartic? I don't know if I. I mean, yeah, not really. I mean, I don't. I'm not somebody who sort of dwells on stuff. I don't really have much, you know, trauma about it or any of that stuff. So I didn't have to get all this stuff out. I dealt yeah. with it at the time. I'm very stoic and that. I sort of just deal with the matter in hand and get sad then and then I have to sort of let it pass and I'm not going to be crying two years down the line, which, yeah, so I, I didn't really need to exercise any demons. I just, I, I did that all last year. Fair play, fair play. So, and, and uh, finally, where to find people find tickets? Just go on your socials. On the, on the Ed Fringe website. Go on the Ed, Ed Fringe. If, yeah, if anyone's up there for the last week, I'm doing it five nights in a row and um, they'll just come along. It'd be fun. It will be. It will. Yeah, um... Yeah. We got it from Apostle1882 on Reddit. He says, are we seeing some sort of long-term vision with it being linked and hopefully buying, with being linked and hopefully buying some exciting young players? Could it be that we're actually planning ahead? P.S. I love Flav's mum. She's super fit. How old are you? <laughs> Fucking 12. Super fit. <laughs> Fucking grow up. Uh... Um, <laughs> super fit. Uh... I mean, is that a good, good question? T, are we planning for the future? What young players? Van, feels, Van de Ven, this Argentine guy? It feels a little bit that way. Um, but the the issue we've had, I mean, I actually thought about Juan Foy for the first time in ages. And um, it felt that maybe a more progressive manager might have made better use out of him. But we have got a decent young core of players and we are looking to, to the future. I remember... Um, when Arneson and Camoli first came to Tottenham, we had all these players like Genus and Huddleston and Lennon. And maybe we're going that way again. But obviously they're, they're all foreigners. I mean, we could have had uh, Madison years ago. Could have had Eze. So maybe it'd be nice if we mix, you know, people like Van der Ven with with, Gem with Jules from the championship as well. So that's, that, that'd be promising. Yeah. And it's, but it's also that weird. That's the thing. Yes, I, there is obviously getting some young players is good, but... You know, we've tried it. We, we as recently as like Foyf and and Dombele and you know um, La Celso. We've tried this already, only a couple of years ago, where we got a bunch of young, exciting players in, and it's the risk is they don't cut it in the Premier League. So, yeah, it, it's nice to get youth in, but like Madison is a good, is the perfect like sort of counterbalance to that. It's getting a good old fashioned proven Premier League player in just to at least say, all right, we're not just saving a bit of money by or, or gambling on an exciting young player let's yeah. actually get a 
a big dog in. Just shows you what a great transfer Madison was. He's 26 years old. He's, he's coming towards a peak for 40 million. It feels pounds. like he's been around forever as well. Like he's one of these players that yeah. just, you know, he's, it he feels like he's done it for a decade. Like, but you know, he's just, yeah, he's just, I, I think that's a wicked signing. I think that a lot of people are moaning about the transfer window because we haven't shored up two centre backs yet. We haven't got rid of enough. And I do think we need to get rid of some people, but I think the Madison signing on its own would make it a good window, personally. Mm. I think that is improvement on something we've missed for a couple of years as well, you know. Yeah, yeah, I I think it's all right. I think in terms of the in terms of a plan building for the future, it's only as good as the manager you have. And if his system and tactics work, it doesn't matter how much you plan, how many good players you bring in. If the manager can't make it work, then it's irrelevant. There is no plan unless the manager can get the team playing good football. Exactly. And the the thing is about this plan, if there is one, it has to be just let's wait and see what Postecoglou can do, and maybe give have some patience if it doesn't work out in the first six months. And that, yes. with the view to that in a year's time, you know, 18 months, we may be playing a different, the same brand of football, but one that's much more concise and tight at the back. And, um, yeah. you know, uh, having the ability to, to, to stop counterattacks. But in the first instance, these, these things might happen. We just got to be patient with it. Um, and Musa, uh, Musa, Ian 5446, it's his birthday today. Happy birthday, Ian 5546. Happy are we so fucking back? Yes or no? I mean, yes and no. Who knows? Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's not... The problem is, yeah, that we've got to just, like, you know, just wind our necks in a bit. And it is that thing. Don't get too excited because then you're going to be disappointed. Like, I think most, most of, of Tottenham fans of our age group who've, you know, been through, you know, we're old enough to remember when we were dog shit and then watched us get decent and consistent enough to be in the top six and then suddenly get in the top four and show moments of like we could actually kick on and do something man you know most of us have got their self-awareness to be like let's just not you know get overexcited mm. let's just see do you know what i'd like and i think i speak for loads of people in that that group um I, if we just play fun football for a bit and even if we then lose like by one goal, but at least it was fun for 80% of the match. But if we have that for a period and it looks like we could improve on it, I think most people would be like, all right, this is, I'm all right with this. I prefer this. T, as a man who, who sort of remembers the latter part of Bill Nick's race. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those two in 1974, man. I mean, it was a really sad ending for him. I think after... What's your take on that? <laughs> After what happened to the Fire Nord fans, I think he kind of realised that, you know what, this isn't for me anymore. But um, <laughs> this is all reminding me of um, the early days of the podcast, really, whereby we were saying, well, we want to see, we want to hear the seats clapping up when players are on the ball because everyone's standing up to see what the players are going to do. And this feels a lot like that. It feels that possibly we saying a lot of the right things. And then um, we mentioned Madison earlier on. He feels like um, a bit of a throwback. I was actually saying he's... If he was around in the nineteen eighties, he'd be in the corner pin having a pint of a page three girl in each arm. Yeah, the way that's, that's, that's what I feel about Madison. You know, every time he speaks, I say, "Oh my god, he's playing for Tottenham." Just what a guy! Yeah, yeah. yeah. we have. We, there's been a lack of womanizing footballers in recent years, hasn't there? <laughs> I mean, yeah. Grealish seems to be making up for everyone's lack. right, right. But Grealish, what we need is a we need a married womanizer. Look, not not someone who's just yeah you're right an absolute fucking shark <laughs> but who's just... great on the pitch great yeah, in the yeah, bar yeah. great in the bedroom just sliding but... into DMs yeah. right and centre but you know, you know what else 
these women can't have a bad thing to say about. They can't be. You can't treat them badly or anything bad. But you know no, what? No, he's no. a lovely he was guy. A gentleman, he was a gentleman the entire time. I know he's married, but he was great. Yeah, he's there. a bit of a scamp. And, but he was a lovely guy. You know, he spoke yeah. to my mum on FaceTime. He was nice to her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what we want. The Gave wife the kids a quid. Him. So, yeah, he's great with his kids. Wife forgives him because it was just, you know, a couple of little misdemeanors. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing bad. I know what he's like. I yeah. know what he's like. It's not, you know, it's just sometimes. You're not going to change him. <laughs> I've tried. I've tried to change him. He won't change. He just loves Vanny. And it's fine. Do you know what? Because he's a good footballer. Uh, we live in a massive house. Um, no, but like, no, I don't mean that. I don't mean breaking up, breaking down on families and stuff. I'm not talking like the John Terry womanizer who's like, like, yeah, oh, what a disgusting. Ugh. Do you know what I mean? Whereas Jamie Manners is a cheeky chappy. Everyone loves him, and he likes yeah. laying, laying pipe down. That's uh, <laughs> perfect, in my opinion. You need more of those. More. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, Ryan Wall says we are promised Ricky's knockout story and never received it for a few pods back. Does Slicky Ricky embody a plumper 20% scale model of Mike Tyson? I, 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 can't, I don't know Ricky's knockout story either. I do, I remember it, but we're not going to tell you. Story. Have you ever knocked anyone out, Carl? Um, no, but I did a charity boxing match a few years ago and I did win by a sort Who did you of, fight? They stopped it. Bobby Mayer, Canadian comedian. And, could, um, I mean, could you have him in a street fight? Or was this a very technical? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, to be honest, it was quite because we're mates as well. Because mostly, like, we didn't know if it was going to be um, like we. But when we got there, we didn't know if it was going to be actual fighting or if they wanted us to like mess around. So we, but me and Bobby are mates, so we said to each other, like, should we just actually fucking punch each other a lot? Like, should we really just f try and <laughs> have a fight? And because we were mate, we're matey enough, we thought it'd be funny just to really just see if we can like. <laughs> go at it I and mean, it turns out most of the fights were like that even though it's all comedians i think it's that comedian instinct of wanting to win and wanting to like do yeah. well in front of the crowd so yeah me and bobby just had a uh fight and i i clocked him with a left hook in the first round <laughs> and it got, a, I got he got a standing 10 a uh, standing eight count it felt good and didn't then, it oh mate i mean it, yeah of course <laughs> but then so i knew i'd won that round more by a mile so the second round, I could just sort of like, he came out swinging. I just had to sort of soak it up. And then I just popped him with another left hook and I stopped the fight. <laughs> and it's, it's, it, doesn't, it doesn't feel nice. The actual punch moment doesn't feel nice, but the reaction of the crowd and all that does. But this the is physical the act of punching your mate in the head is not overwhelmingly not a nice feeling. No, I know. You're qualifying it because of the world we live in, but you liked punching your mate in the head. If it wasn't my mate and it was just a random bloke in a kebab shop, I would have fucking loved it. <laughs> and, <laughs> Proper just. And, and, I would have been over him going, fucking well. Yeah, and boss man cheered at the same time. What? <laughs> Free kebab. Yes. <laughs> kebab boss man. Chili sauce? Yes. Why not? <laughs> uh, what? what um, you have another story I, I saw on your Instagram the other day about the time where uh, there was these kids trying to um, shoot you with tissue yeah. paper. The back of your head. Yeah, and I grabbed the. Like basically, it was just, it was that classic thing where I got on the top deck of a bus in Croydon, <laughs> and like, and there was just three naughty like kids, all about fifteen. Mm. And I sat a few seats in front of them. They were pinging McDonald's straws. Remember that thing you used to chew up a bit? They were just shooting them at the backs of people's heads on the bus, and no one would turn around or do anything. And I just sat down and saw it happening, and I thought I'm gonna have to get ahead of the news here, man. Because I, <laughs> I don't want to have that awkward thing of getting hit and having to like work out what to do. So I just turned around straight away. There are only fifth kids, mm. right? 
I just turned around and went, look, if one of them hits me, I'm going to fucking go mental, mate. And uh, and I sort of fronted it up, turned around, and like in my head, I was like, oh, get you know, you, sort of, you try to be all hard and inside, you're like, I hope it doesn't hit me and I've got an actor on me. And then um, about 10 minutes later, they're still pinging everyone else. No one's looking around. And then one just whizzes, whizzes past my ear. And I turned around and went, mate, that was too close. Seriously, you heard what I said. And then one hit me. And in my head, I was like, oh, fuck, I've got to do it, innit? So I stood up and I just sort of marched back to him. Oh, and he sort of like, he sort of, he sort of flinched back like he thought I was going to hit him. And he had his phone in his hand. So I grabbed his phone out of his hand and just opened the bus window and just went like that to throw it out. And he literally started crying as I went to throw his phone out the window. Oh. And I sort of just stopped <laughs> and I handed it back to him slowly. I went, that's what will happen if you do it again. And then I sat down. And in my head again, I was like, yes. <laughs> I was so excited. Just like, yeah, fuck you, yeah, fucking dickhead. Yeah. Um, lovely. So we found out about the aggressive part of Carl Dunley. You, you, didn't you have to put you were a pacifist? I am. I am a pacifist. Well, actually, I saw another one. You always a pacifist. To... <laughs> I saw another one of you clips where you threatened to batter an old lady. <laughs> that is so taken out of context. I mean, I don't believe it is. You said you would wipe... No, you would send her to the pavement, is what you said. Put her to the streets, actually. (laughs) I'll put you to the streets, mate. That's worse. That's sending her out to the corners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. This was a a woman who said that she'd have to kill him if she gave him the information, right? Go and check it out. Yeah, yeah. And I was on stage. It wasn't just a a random woman in the street. What is your Instagram or or, uh, a Twitter? It's just at Carl Donnelly. There you go. Um, Yeah. Um... Okay, Sonny says, who would you take up front out of the options in the market to replace Kane? Also, whose mum would be the best Kane replacement? Whose mum? Um, I, don't, I don't... I mean, in terms of replacements for Kane, I don't think we do. I think we stick with Richarlison or Son. That's, that would be my solution. Pump all that money into the defence. Yeah. Osserman, if we could get him, but they want 150 million, that's not going to happen. Ivan Tony, maybe you get ahead of the curve and... And, and wait for the band to finish, but that's six months without a player. Yeah, no, I think I, I genuinely think you know Richarlison just I think would I would probably do he really do a much better job up straight through the middle than he would elsewhere, isn't it? We know that from watching him play with Brazil. So I think you'd you'd have to that would be the best option. Would yeah, sort of um, yeah. You know, now especially now he's got Madison behind him, I think he's got more options as well. So I I wouldn't stress too much if. Uh, Kane goes, I don't think we're desperate for a like-for-like replacement. I'm going to say this quietly, T. But is there a... I burped mid-sentence in as well. Uh, is, there a, is, there a, is there an argument that maybe Richarlison's better suited to Postacoglu soon than Kane? Wow. <laughs> well, what, well, is there an argument? Is there an argument that Kane needs to fuck off and let us <laughs> move on? <laughs> Kane is a problem because he's, holding us, he's held us back for 10 years like Kane. because the problem is fuck he, off Kane like, yeah Kane will you just fuck off fucking loser man who signs a six year contract you dweeb <laughs> fucking idiot um, do we need that lack of intellect and foresight around the football club I'm not sure we do but no you know there was this story that that um, that well, have given that that Harry Kane more or less came out and said, look, if I start against Brentford in ten days' time or two weeks, whatever it is, then I'm going to play at Spurs for the rest of the season, which is a bit of a you know, he's he's calling several bluffs here. He's he's, he's at Bayern Munich. Do you actually want me, Spurs? What am I worth to you? 
and every other club you're on notice that I might be available at the end of the season. So he he holds all the cards, right? Yes. Um, but but the build in in um, in in Germany, you know, the kind of pro Bayern Munich newspaper have gone shit anyway. Never wanted him. Didn't want him. Can't play in the box. Can't play in a crowded box. Didn't even want him. One of their journalists went to our press conference, went all the way over to fucking Thailand just to present Postacoglu with a cane shirt. That was one of their journalists. Their behaviour's been so weird. It's very, it's almost like they're a small club. You know, they're yeah. the biggest club in Germany. They're acting like, acting like infants. They're used to getting their way. That's the problem. This is what happens. When children don't get their way, they, they scream and shout until you put them in a room, give them an iPad to look at. Well, they're used yeah. to, um, they're used to players kind of a, so they show interest. The player just says, "Right, I'm leaving," and then it just happens. But Kane, Kane is so worried about his PR that he can't do that. So he's trying to like say, "Well, Spurs, you're a move. You've got to either get rid or try and keep me." So it's a different because a different kettle of fish over there, and he's been at Spurs for his entire career. Um, I don't know. I mean, I want I want the saga to be over. With. I'd rather he just goes, so we just know where we stand. He says at the end of the season, he's going to be asked questions every single week. Where will yeah. Kane go? He stay. I'd rather just say right now, sell, end of. But I get the logic of keeping him. He's a you know, Spurs legend, and we all love him. And well, I I've just read a, I've just read a bloody thing in the Daily Mail that's made me angry. <laughs> what was uh, it? Harry Kane. Well, your neighbour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just this is my. I, I, I thought I read the no, entire Daily it, Mail this morning. People coming off boats at Dover. <laughs> all right, mate, calm down. No, it's, it's, trying it's, to find a better life. It's a swarm. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just that you know that barge isn't ready yet. That's what's annoying me. Uh, no, Harry Kane is willing. <laughs> Harry Kane is willing to pay twenty million pounds to buy himself out of his Tottenham contract to seal Bayern Munich move after the German giants had their latest eighty-five million bid rejected. So hang on a minute. If you have enough money, you can pay your club off so that you can be released in your contract. Is that a legal precedent? I'm asking two people that obviously know a lot about this area. Is that, um, is that, is logically, that sound- you can. May- Mayweather never, did it. I've never. Who did it? Before? Who's done it? Obviously, it's not football. But Mayweather did it with Bob Arum. He bought his contract. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. What, I've never seen agent. it in football. I presume I think it's. You can. A, I think yeah, you can. I'm presuming like you can buy yourself out of a contract, but yeah. I've never seen it in football terms. And it would. Be, I mean, I can't imagine him doing that just for the fact that, as much as I think, you know, he has said, you know, I think it's clear that he's got an idea that I, he'd just like a change, just go somewhere. Yeah, you know, I mean, he's been with us so long, but. I think that would be that would leave us a bad taste. Like that, the idea of I want out so bad, I'm going to pay twenty million pounds. That is like that goes that goes from I like being a club legend who like you know I just you know I just I just think I need to try something different before I retire. To I'll literally pay money to get out of this shit. <laughs> um, yeah, that I mean that's somehow worse than a transfer request. Surely, it's way worse. I, I don't want this twenty million pounds of my child's yeah, future. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that my child's children Look, could I'll sell my house, this. mate. I just want out of this fucking hellhole. Harry Kane is ready to spend twenty million to, 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 to I'll give you the house. Just let me go. That is nuts. It's, I don't believe it. I think it's bullshit. I think it's. I think yeah, it's, I mean, it's We're getting angry at the Daily Mail. I mean, we're, we're all better than that. But uh, yeah. well, I am. Um, are we? <laughs> uh, right, uh, glorious bastard. He says right now. Uh, if you could swap Ange for any of the following, Nagelsmann, Slot, Poch, or any other manager. Let's take any other manager, because obviously Pep Guardiola, you'd swap him for that. But Nagelsmann, Slot, or Pochettino. If 
you had a top just like that, nothing's happened, you just replace him for one of them. What do you reckon, Carl? Well, I mean, there is still parking the, the Pochettino going to Chelsea thing. There is still part of me that has that. You know, that was the last time I was happy. So <laughs> I would, I feel like I'd take him back. Like, you know, to, I just, you know, need him, need him. But like, <laughs> other, I genuinely wouldn't swap him for a much more like, elite manager because that's where we've been burnt the last two times. I, I'm happy that we've slightly gone back to just all right let's just sort of just see what happens with somebody who's in on these in you know in this scale an unknown quantity i'm happy with that decision so i wouldn't change him for anyone other than pochettino for emotional reasons t same i think he's absolutely perfect for where we are and the last three or four years have kind of illustrated that we don't need an elite manager it's kind of crazy you mentioned um slot because um we were all over we're doing podcasts about the guy and um barely even remember who he is right now but um no i don't think i'd replace i think it's one of those where you need to have the right manager not necessarily the best but the right manager and it feels like um he can manage upwards as in managing the chairman and director of football and he can also manage manager players it feels like he's given everyone a fair chance um hopefully we'll see more outgoings i've heard and dombele is going to go to turkey soon so hopefully that'll be the first of a, of a, of a rush of outgoings over the next An ironic weeks. move yeah i know um... <laughs> I'm I'm really confused. Um, so I'm so I was big and just started trending on Twitter as you were talking there, T. And I was like, what's happening here then? And then it says Tottenham Hotspur, and it says Moamba heads in a second. And they're two 0 down. Are we playing? Maybe our <laughs> kids. Surely we. Oh, is it? Don't know. They shouldn't Guess. do that. They need to qualify these things with under twenty ones are down two 0 Yeah. Um, because I was I was on I was uh, driving along the other day well last season and they said and, they, and on the radio it went oh, and then you got the North London derby this weekend and I was like what the North London derby's this weekend and I started panicking so I'd done no content I hadn't prepared for it I hadn't spoken to it no one wanted to speak to me about it that's a panic how can the North London derby about? and then it's the women's North London derby and like I get it it's important and especially call it the North London derby when we're not playing but in that moment, I was really confused. Yeah, and yeah, angry. Yeah. I wasn't angry. I punched the <laughs> steering wheel. <laughs> Call it the woman's of London, Dory. Air back in his face. I'm just punching away. Ah! <laughs> 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 oh, uh, what a laugh. Uh, I don't know what that game is then. Who cares? Uh, what else we got? Oh, where are you, Cole, on um, Daniel Levy? Because we, we, I mean, I say we, I'm, I'm sort of swaying towards hating his guts. Where are you? Well, I've, always, I've always been semi, like, you know, I'm not one of these people like, get him out, he's ruining our club. Because obviously there is evidence over the years that we have spent some money. Like, we're not, apart from that one transfer that we didn't spend anything, we've still splurged quite big now and again on players. We can't accuse, you can't say fundam- like, pr- like totally that he is not... Are capable of spending money to try and improve the club. Yeah, so that'd be a lie. But I also get so frustrated with his tactics of trying to, you know, always put leaving things to the last minute in terms of pushing deals down, like kicking them down the curve to try and get the best deal, and you know, letting other clubs then just do it. You know, it's something. An example like Raya. You know what I mean? Like it suddenly gets taught that Arsenal want him, and suddenly they're just doing the deal with us. It was just back and forth and trying to get such a cheap deal for it that you just end up going, no, actually, we're gonna fuck. You know, we'll go somewhere else. It's like, I feel like he 
you know he's he has invested in the club and and you know and the stadium and all there obviously is good aspects to what he's done but i think the cutting corners thing makes me get annoyed with him and but I, yeah, it's that thing. But I don't, I, just, I don't have an exact answer of like get him out because the next people might be worse. Yeah, you know I mean, it's like I always think we're sort of assuming the next billionaires that come in are going to be all like, you know, they're not going to come running in wearing a Spurs shirt. And I've, I've supported him my whole life. You know what I mean? I don't it's think that's what want. lives in Tottenham. People don't want that. They don't care where they're from, and that's the thing. They, they, it could be the Middle East. It could be anywhere. Well, that's the thing. That's the problem. If they, 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 ultimately, how much our club is worth, and with the new stadium and all that. It's arguably, you know, it's gonna if some if we get bought out, it's probably gonna be some fucking, you know, murderous oil barons. So I'd rather, personally, I prefer Daniel Levy to to a Saudi fucking prince. But what about if you had a Saudi? Or Jay Z. Jay Z is the only other one I'll accept. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take Jay Z. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I was, when Jay Z was linked, I was like, how much money has this geezer got? And he's yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's not. He'd be a part of a consortium. Which I'm. Yeah. I mean, who are the other guys? Yeah, imagine it was just like literally the like the selection of the greatest rappers of the 20th century. <laughs> so it would be the that'd be the best owners. Do you there. know what I'd want to see? I'd want to see their body count with the Newcastle owners. You know, I'm mean, how many people have killed just <laughs> like, like a comparison. Yeah, yeah. Snoop's what? up there. He's got a few ticks. Be neck and neck, tears what? all over their faces, tattooed everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> what label would uh, would be best placed financially to take over Tottenham? God knows. Labels have changed so much these days. I mean, I'd say Def Jam going back into the 90s, but now I'll probably still say Def Jam. Def Jam sounds cool to me. Yeah. Um, we've got a question here from JT. It says, has Alex from Bristol gone back to Bristol? We wish, but no, he's around polluting the WhatsApp every now and then. Um, he's got a new job, so we want him back on. We've asked him back on. He's just fucking too busy. He's shagging, isn't he? found a new woman and now he's shagging um it's funny how your friends are put to the wayside when you're sh Disgusting. shagging um jack enoch out i'm just calling question jack now because every episode he asks about uh is this thse into the trust having protest the catalyst that is needed for change at the club the ticket prices are an absolute disgrace but i still barely managed to get a season ticket to get a ticket for the united game I feel protests are probably ineffective if the stadium is still filling up Enix's pockets. So this is off the back of the trust launching a campaign in order to help convince the club that they should reduce ticket prices. Um, it's done a bit. It's like it's gone all around. It was trending yesterday, and the Football Supporters Federation were behind it. People going on Talk Sports to talk about it. Um, I think we're getting one of the trusts to come and have a chat about it as well before the United game. So look, everybody agrees that season ticket prices and prices getting should should come down and even if there's no you know you have very little hope of changing the minds in in the immediacy it's still important to protest if you feel strongly about it same with the unique out stuff if you feel strongly about it protest go out there um i guess there is a risk isn't there that unique out will try to infiltrate the ticket pricing process to make the crowds look bigger do you reckon they might do that It'd be like Anchorman, isn't it? Just both having fights in the middle of the top of my road. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna be honest. I've not read the. Is it a manifesto that the trust sent out, or was it just oh, like? I think manifesto strong. I think it was, it was some ideas about how they can make change and what they're asking yeah. for. But yeah, there were, there's some clear point. What, what was really interesting about it is, and and, and there are people who are enic out who think the trust do nothing right. 
right? They're, they're what you sort of trust, they're toothless or whatever. I'll tell you what they did do, right? Is a complete, create a concise and um, informative and clear set of rules and direction uh, about what they're going to do. It, it was clear. I went on this page, I read it, I understood what they were trying to do and how I can get involved. But the unique out stuff, there is a million different things that you're asking people. When people still tweet us going, why won't you get behind this campaign? And we're like, well, hang on, this is about the 40 if we've read and been tweeted about this. How many right. do you want to get behind? Because there's so many that none of them mean anything. You need someone, you need to go to the trust, work with the trust and, and, and build something that moves forward under a cohesive banner, not just tip-bitting and infighting constantly because you're absolutely onto a, a, a loser. That's why, anyway. Um, but yeah, that's, you don't want to pay more money to go to the football, do you, Carl? No. I mean, yeah, cool. And yeah, of course, it's a problem is it is a supply and demand thing. Isn't it? Like they say, the stadium's filling up. So from the other side, from a business perspective, they're obviously going to think, you know, they can probably just ride it out and a small, a, what they think of as a small group of loud people um, ultimately will just burn themselves out and shut up about it because the stadium's still full and they're making their money. But the, what it needs to be is a consistent, ongoing campaign, isn't it? It needs to stay, the, the volume needs to stay loud for them to end up having to go, all right, you know, let's, let's, let's talk. Because I might like most campaigns like this, they burn bright and there's a bit of press, but then again, the, the, the big billionaires will kick it down the road and then it, yeah. like, the people lose faith and then it just goes back to, oh no, but well, it doesn't matter, does it? Because we've got, stadium will be full, you know, and it's we're getting loads of tourists in, there'll be loads of Koreans up in the top and that's not, I'm not saying that's a bad way, but you know, the stadium is big enough that it's selling out, not just because it's all bloody hardcore 40-year season ticket holders, is it? You know, it's, well, it's this a is, different beast this... to be in the club now with this size fan base and stadium. And that's the issue. That's the issue, is that the club see every fan who comes through that door with equal weight. And you can yeah. understand. And this is, they, they would argue that, well, we're not discriminating against anyone. We see all fans as equal. The reason why you're not discriminating them is because it's, it's discriminating against them is because they're willing to pay the money to get in. Don't come, exactly. come across like all fans are equal. It's bullshit. You no, prefer no. the fans that can afford the tickets. Because if you, yeah. if you had held any value in the fans that had been going year in, year out, but now can't afford to go, and yet you cast them aside because someone else can, it's like it's bullshit, that, that idea that yeah, all yeah, fans yeah. are equal. They're, they're, all fans are equal if you treat them equally. You're just going, no, yeah. actually, the fans with the most money are the ones that are most important. Yeah, yeah. Almost be like, there should almost be like a no claims thing for season ticket holders. The longer you hold it, the less you should pay, essentially. And it should be like a sort of... You know, it's like a residual thing where, like, you know, you've, if you've been going 30 years, you shouldn't be paying fucking... Yeah, you know, so some games... Money. You've obviously, you if you've served your time, you've watched us be so shit so many times. <laughs> they should give You should get it free. Because, you know, if, if we get it good, if we come good again, there's going to be so many more people that want to come. Exactly. And, 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 and essentially, you're getting, paid, you're getting punished for being poor. Yeah. There's, a, there's that guy who could have been there 30 years, all, all, all women. 30 years, game in, game out. It's a part of his ritual about who he is. And actually the trust of collecting stories from people that feel like they've been priced out of going to White Hart Lane. So they will publish these stuff and, and these anecdotal, um, this anecdotal evidence is, is, is crucial because you hear about the person, how this affects people on a personal level. Um, so it's crucial. But if you're that, for, if you've been going 
gaming game out for 30 years and then suddenly this price hike and you fall on bad times and this price hike was just you were scraping to get over the line to get the season ticket you were lending money whatever it might be because this is the most important thing in your life and you get priced out that is a tragedy and the fact that I'm assuming that the club have done nothing to identify these people who have been priced out then that is uh, that's scandalous because it passes it passes itself off as a community driven football club with community directives and a charity that it supports but really fundamentally the evidence would suggest that they absolutely do not give a shit about any of that at all and I'm fine with that if you bring in the centre backs we need yeah <laughs> Double the prices, mate. Just get a centre back. Yeah. <laughs> and get us an Argentinian who does Cruyff turns. Yeah. I'm yeah. alright. But yeah, it's uh, it's uh, it's good work. The trust as ever do incredible work and any um anyone who says differently is probably frustrated about other things. There's nothing the club can do to make us sign taps over quicker. It's not what they're there for. If it, if they could, they would. They're not like what they need to turn into is the ultras in Italy. The trust need to turn into the ultras. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know those guys? Like the the Curva Nord, where they go... the fact that the fact that the club has to meet them and have like you know they literally have a say in the running of the club. A bunch of nutters who just get in fights. <laughs> nap at the nap- we, we do need to bring it back. So I think this is the thing. It's like we've gone too soft as a society. Violence yeah, needs yeah, to come yeah, back yeah. significantly so that people, law and order is returned. And, in, and, and I'll give you an example in football in Napoli. Yeah, they gave Spalletti. Is it Spalletti the manager? Yeah, they stole the steering wheel from his car because they didn't yeah, want yeah, him yeah. at the football club, and then returned it to him only when he'd won the league. That's yeah. the energy and mentality the trust needs. Exactly, that's power. There was another one. There was another one where there, there was, a, it was an Italian club. I think it was Serie B, and he um, they fired a manager that the, the the ultras liked, and then they hired a new manager the ultras didn't like. Played managed the rivals or something. It was very successful, but managed a rival fa- uh, a team. And at the press conference, they marched into the press conference. They picked him up on his seat, marched him out of the stadium, just placed him outside the stadium. Oh, locked, with that. locked the door and walked back in. <laughs> that was it. Yeah, he resigned. It, yeah, there we that's, go. that's the that's what we need. Yeah, um, got some more here. Uh, Glasgow Spurs says, Levy failed to get Taylor Swift to play a concert at Spurs Stadium instead of Wembley. Is this the pinnacle of his incompetence? Do you have that's any That's the issue? worst thing he's ever done. What, do you like Taylor Swift? It's not about whether I like to listen. She's going to generate the most money. And if, if he'd have got her in, we'd have probably bought up sober by now. You know, instead we get WizKid, who's <laughs> conscious is fucking half empty. I mean, get Taylor Swift in there, man. I mean, you know, the Swifties would easily eat up them tickets. It's, it's an outrage. Um, it's a fucking outrage. Do you give a shit, Carl, about the, the fact that we're now like an entertainment club as well as a football club? No, I mean, and sort of, yeah, I don't. I mean, it, it doesn't even crossed my mind I, I couldn't name a taylor swift song so like you know it's not that's not my thing if it, if it brings money in whatever but like i say yeah as long as the money's being used correctly which you know it's, it hasn't as as such yet but yeah. um yeah i don't care you know it's, obviously it, yeah I, as long as we're not having entertainment that is morally repugnant do you know what i mean I, so i'll tell you what though right west ham right they've got monster trucks i'm a bit jealous of that I'd love to have watched that. I, That's I very thought... fitting for them. Not they probably got a demolition derby next week. Mate, I'd have I'd have that all over, man. If that was at Tottenham, <laughs> I'd be well happy. I, um, well I did catch a glimpse of that, and I didn't. I thought I was over monster trucks from my childhood, but I did watch it one. That looks great. Of course, it's fucking awesome. Bigfoot yeah. grave digger. I'd add orange blossom, some kind of lesser known light as a monster truck when I was a kid. 
But I just need to get them in. Sounds like a woke monster truck. Well, maybe, um, you know, Evil Knievel's dead. If someone could jump over the Spurs stadium, they should do that. You know what I mean? Love From the art stuff, I'm trying to buy a road, ramp over the stadium, land in the centre circle. There you go. Entertainment makes money. Someone could die, but hey, you know, we need those centre backs. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> That's uh, Tapsoba's legacy. <laughs> <laughs> Is he, he is good in his tap zone? I fucking hope so. I don't know. I don't have a clue. I've not watched a second of him play. Or Mickey fucking Van Den Ven. <laughs> what kind of any of them? I don't know what's going on. What it sounds like a racist name from Fools and Horses, doesn't it? <laughs> I did look when I first saw it. Yeah. <laughs> from the uh, continent. The is the I did when I was when we was linked, it was like, oh, we're linked. A Dutch under twenty one superstar centre back, and I was reading, and I went, Mickey Van der Ven, Mickey. <laughs> Could call him Michael Van der Ven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mickey just sounds so like you said. It's like I don't know, local pub in Putney. <laughs> um. Okay, uh, we've got another question here. Is how how can I be friends with Rory Jennings? He's such a uh, an annoying little squirt. Who the fuck? Honestly, who's that guy? Keeps, <laughs> people keep sharing stuff onto my timeline of this guy. I've never seen or heard of him until about two months ago, and now I've <laughs> see I see a clip every day of him being a fucking idiot. <laughs> Who is he? He's a mate of mine, um, but he he he. <laughs> no, 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 no. You're in the majority of how okay, people cool. view, how people view of him. Um, I don't know. Look, I'm, he's an, a Chelsea fan for some, first and foremost, and and that's there how we, we should. Go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, look, he's a mate, and I, off camera, when he's not performing inverted commas and saying he believe, I think I'm pretty sure he believes what he says, but he's just a normal human being after that. But I appreciate as right. a Chelsea fan, he's intensely irritating, and even I knowing him also irritated by what he says. But I don't know. I'm not defending the friendship I keep. It's not like he's fucking pole part, is it? No, I know. It's all right. Exactly. No one's friends who are cunts. Yeah, it's fine, mate. What have you? Yeah, have you got any like? If you, got any... I've got some absolute <laughs> rotters in my friend group, mate. I can't defend anyone. <laughs> is this like in the comedian circle? Have you like? Oh, nah, I won't bring it up because that. Um, but you, do you have to be careful? Do you find what you say now much more so? Not really, oh. I think like you know, I do think. I imagine that there's guys who were around way before me, you know, like the 80s and 90s comedy scene where they were all just what, coked like... up and groping people and shit. That, um... But then I started late, you know, late 2000s, really, when it's things were starting to be a bit more progressive and everyone was a bit nicer. Things got a bit nicer. So I think most people who started out my generation and since know how to behave professionally in a dressing room. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Don't be an arsehole. Think... Yeah, what, I think that think rule Roy, had come into place. Do you, Roy, do, how do you rate Roy Chubby Brown in the Pantheon? Oh, terrible. Like, <laughs> a, I, like, I once did a... And also, like, he is... He does racist material. It's not like a... It's not some weird sort of... No, it's genuinely young, racist. Yeah. Young, progressive types going, oh, bloody hell. And everyone's like, oh, no, he's just actually just doing jokes, but he's a old white bloke. He actually does, like... I did a gig in Sheffield. Um, this, was, this was, like, seven years ago. So it's that, as recent as that... And I was doing a gig in one room, and in the theatre room next door, he was doing his tour show. And I've only, I've never I've seen clips, or whatever, and it's, I just think I think it's crap. And then I just thought I'd wanted to hear what it was about. So in our dressing room, we could turn the monitor on to hear his room, you know, from the from the dressing rooms. I turned it on to hear what he was on about, and I swear to God, within I think it was within about ten seconds, he'd said like the a racial slur. 
for Asian people, it begins with P. And like, it was like, I'd not heard that word said out loud proper, like with a real like purpose to it for about 20 years. And like, he's just dropped it on stage to a thousand people in a theater in Sheffield. I'd say longer than 20 years. I'd say, I'd say probably around 91. Yeah, maybe. But I mean, I'm thinking more of my my dad's brother. I swear uh, someone bought, bought, his, bought, bought me a DVD of his for Christmas one day and I watched it. It was fucking grim. It's a terrible. It was my brother, by the way. It was, it was a relative that did it, not, not someone. <laughs> ironic, ironic. Oh, that's some wag. It wasn't no, ironic. No, it wasn't. Don't I believe was, you. Oh, He's Flav, I'm protecting you. I'm protecting you here, Flav. It was you, actually. <laughs> no, I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm I know, it wasn't ironic. I'm telling you, it wasn't ironic. <laughs> Let you know what I think. It's good comedy. That's why I brought it up. It's just, <laughs> just, it's just on his fun, isn't it? It's just, just jokes. <laughs> just on his fun from yesteryear. We're just innocent men. Innocent men. <laughs> um, we've got a question here from... Uh, Joss, the boring git. He says, when I was a kid, my dad and I used to play tongue or sponge. Right. I saw this question on Twitter and it made me want to vomit. Did it? I haven't read it. So, all right, let's read it then. Uh, when I when I was a kid, my dad and I used to play tongue or sponge. You basically have to guess if dad is, <laughs> if dad is touching your bum with a sponge or you've guessed it is tongue. It was never a sponge. Yeah. I've reported him. <laughs> I'm going to report him, actually. Block and report. <laughs> report this tweet. <laughs> uh, with that in mind, would you pick? Who would you pick between VDV and Taps Over? With that in mind. Oh, with that in mind. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Sorry, you didn't uh, read the last bit, did you? Um, that is in the first half. Um, Taps Over. I, I still think... want Taps Over. Moreover. Yeah. I think Well, I'm basing it purely on the response on Twitter to uh, when both of them got chatted about uh, initially, like you know, weeks back. Yeah. Everyone was saying Taps Over was the better one. That's my info. That's all the information I've got. <laughs> About eight nutters on Twitter said that he's a better option. I I I looked at some stats, which I don't usually do, and um, statistically, he was about twice as good as Van der Ven. <laughs> cool, that's good to know. Was it one of them round circles with the fucking shapes on? Yeah, I'm always looking at them like, fuck yeah, man! Look how good he is on the shape. That one's circle. got more, that one's got more colour. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that bit goes right to the edge. Fuck, <laughs> fucking hell! <laughs> it is, and that one's uh, actually. But if you look at like it was comparing Loris to other goalkeepers in the league, and like Loris is, he's, he's like a penny piece. The amount of colour he has on his diagram. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like um, what's it called? Hoiberg. Somebody compared Hoiberg's stats to like so many others, and it's way better. Yeah, but he's Some, just. Well, this is the thing. He runs weird, right? So that's why I don't. I've talked about this on the Patreon pod about his, his gait. And I think he's yeah. underrated purely because he doesn't look, he run in the right way. Yeah. It's a bit wild when when he runs. It doesn't look like he could... He doesn't look like he's skillful. Do you know what I mean? It's just his whole demeanour, everything. Like Everyone just thinks of him as this sort of like stocky Viking who gets stuck in. But then when you actually look at his stats and... You know, he gets assists, he scores... You know, I, I, don't get me wrong, I do think we, he could be improved upon. But I think, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of people that get talked about that we, we, oh, we should get that guy to do a job and it like, probably wouldn't do as good a job I just yeah. think it's pure it's aesthetics more than anything yeah agreed He's he has the best progressive passes in our entire football club Hoybier. yeah I mean that's but then that could also be an indictment on the, our, the rest of the, the sort of midfield oh, last we, season I, I mean really we didn't really so. have anyone going forward we had mm. the, our midfield last season was so shit yeah 
that actually, you know, that is he was the best of a bad bunch. Hundred percent. All right, this final question of the Q and A Thursday pod. T, uh, if I could give you a choice of a hundred thousand pound or guarantee us winning the league, or a guarantee of us winning the league and Arsenal being relegated, would you take that? Ooh, so you've got hundred grand, really hundred, hundred and k for yourself. That's yours, T. £100,000 in your bank account. But if you don't take it, Spurs win the league and Arsenal get relegated. Have you got the right way around? You have £100,000 in your bank account, but you don't get any of it. Unless Spurs win the league. And Arsenal get relegated. Sounds like a no-brainer, unless I've got it wrong. What, do you not want 100 k Take the 100k and that doesn't happen. If you don't take it, then it happens. Oh, I, I need the money, sorry. Cost of living crisis. I'm, I'm actually getting my season ticket on finance. That's how bad things are. I normally pay that shit in one bring, go. So, bring yeah, the down, take, take the money. Fucking hell. <laughs> I can't afford the season ticket. Leave it, you bastard. This you, is what you've made me do. You need to write to the trust. That's good, really. Yeah. You could have, why didn't you bring that Anonymous. up then? When we were talking about it then, about people not affording the tickets. <laughs> bring it up then, not when we're about to do a funny quip to end. Anonymous of Northwest London. <laughs> um, I, I think I'd have to take the hundred k. It's a fucking. I know. It's, yeah, it's brutal, isn't it? Yeah. Because what 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 a year that would be. And you know, the wife and kids—they don't really care about football. But hundred k would mean the world to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think there's a single person out there, Tottenham fan out there, unless they are minted. At Tom Holland. <laughs> yes. probably be all right. He's gone down in my estimations. He has Tom Holland. Well, was he down? Was well everyone down? loved him, didn't they? He was like the, right. the darling child of Hollywood because he's, yeah. you know, he's a bit dippy, but he's also quite funny and light-hearted. He went. He was asked a question. He said, "Do you think Harry Kane should be allowed to leave Tottenham?" And he went, "Yes, let him leave, gladly, but, and let him take but, Son yeah. with him. They what? should both go. We can't give him what he wants. Let them both go. I love Son. I love Kane. Let them go." And you're like. Yeah. Dead to me. Don't fucking play Spider Man. Shut up. I'm a, I, I, I know his dad. You know, I know his dad. I know Tom Holland's dad. Oh, Sorry about that. Dominic Holland. And he went to my school. Tom Holland went to the same school as me. Right, but he, he left because he got bullied. <laughs> so, that's a true story. Or did he get. No, oh, hang on. Was it his younger brother who left because he got bullied? One of them got bullied. They both probably got bullied, to be Good. fair. But, um, but yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I'll have a word. I haven't forgotten him for making me cry my eyes out in the impossible. Um, that's the one about the the, the Sri Lankan. Honestly, um, I've I've had fam- tsunami. Yeah, I've had family members die, close ones, and I haven't cried as much as I did during that film. <laughs> Wailing. Nice. Just find a way back, god damn it. Um, yeah. All right, that's been the Q and A podcast, Thursday podcast. Carl, thank you so much. Um, remember to uh, listen to TVI podcast. TVI, me and Julian is... Dean do a weekly, pod, a weekly-ish podcast. It's, we weird, talk shit it's so good, Carl. Obviously, it's good because you guys are comedians and you're it's very funny. funny. But, but he's just very, he's just yeah, he's got like Tourette's, Julian, where he just says the worst thing at yeah. any given time. I love so. it. I love it. That's what's so good about comedy. Like when we're doing half of the stuff I've said, especially the kind of turning left wing and going sort of Brexity, it is in jest but I'm pretty much sure that the people out there do think that but with comedy you can say whatever you like yeah it's all it's all a joke everything's a, a whole life is a joke you nice. went on the um, what's, the what's the podcast with the Scousers I have a word have a word I only see him from clips but there is the ginger guy 
sort of over slight you know, there's a ginger guy, he's a comedian. And he has a um, bit he has a bit about his his autistic brother. Oh yeah, yeah, Jamie Hutchinson. Honestly, I think that's the, so funny. That thirty seconds clip where he's explaining about his brother's routine is one of the yeah. funniest things I've <laughs> ever seen. He's a he's a very good comedian. He's got sort of a Johnny Vegas madness to him. Like I yeah. haven't seen a comic like him in a long time. He's somebody who's like you 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 watch him and you're laughing, but you also think, fuck, you are such a fuck up. Like you're, you're, like it's just a mess. Like everything, but he's so funny with it and he owns it. And like yeah, yeah he's very very good. He talks a bit about doing. Uh, I think it was loads of ketamine while he worked at um in the bookies he was a manager of bookies <laughs> do you ever look at like an american like the stuff that goes viral on tiktok in the uk comedy wise seems to be a different type of thing than what happens in america like bobby lee and theo von they've exploded oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They exploded like on superstar status yeah and it seems to be like the, the attitude towards <clears throat> comedians here in america is quite different and it seems like they're put yeah. up on a pedestal much quicker, or maybe we're just seeing definitely. Yeah, but we also they they like pe they like people to they want people to go massive and be successes and be part of this success story. I think here you get a little bit. That Have a Word podcast has had it a bit with their their patron is one of the biggest patrons in the country. Really, and like because the Scousers have got behind it and been like these are fucking our guys. We're gonna make them walk on, you know. Yeah. Whereas like I think mostly people here like. If you will like somebody, yeah. I want to. I'll laugh at them, but I don't want them to get too uh, good. Like, yeah, I don't want them to make too much money. Yeah, no, <laughs> you're right. And also, we like fuck ups. We like people that are a bit of a mess and are a bit, you know, sort of make us feel better about ourselves. Whereas America, you know, I've done comedy in America. They just worry about you if you do anything self-deprecating. They sort of be like, "Oh, are you okay?" It's like, "Well, yeah, that's the joke. The joke is that I'm a bit of fucked." <laughs> they don't really get it. They don't have that self-deprecation. It's all positivity and. How, did, how, how, how was that doing comedy in America? Like, was it, did you feel like you had to change your material once? once Not really. No. I mean, to be honest, I found it really easy when I did gigs there because, like, they, they, they're all so, like, they write their routines. All, everyone in like, LA where I did comedy, they write their seven-minute set to get on Conan O'Brien. You know I mean, that's their whole career trajectory. It's like, I've got to get on the chat shows to do my seven-minute stand-up routine. Whereas here we don't have that. We just mess around and then you might get some telly or radio. And like, I, so I went on a few nights, different gigs and like, I just mess around. I do a bit of chat to the crowd and like, the gigs were so fun because I was, I, I looked so, my style looked so different to every comedian that was on before me because they went on and just went straight into a bit and just did like, it was almost like they're reading off a script for seven minutes. Yeah. they've just it's such a well-honed thing. Yeah. And I looked like I just wandered on and just been like, <laughs> all right, everyone, how are you doing? So like, I think they were like, fucking, oh my God, this guy's just chatting to us, man. You know? <laughs> did you, what, did you, I was thinking, what, what was it? Was it the, was it the ayahuasca stuff that you did over there? I can't remember. No, I don't reckon it was. I probably kept it to like oh. slightly shorter bits. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Teeth board. He wasn't happy about that. Here he is. <laughs> so he's back again. Um, <laughs> Uh, one final thing, I, I've got this weird situation, right? So there's a vape shop around the corner from me, and there's this yeah. girl, and she's in her 20s, and she's got dyed blonde hair, and I'm pretty sure she has the, the chemical molecule of DMT around her neck. Yes. And I noticed it, but how do you start talking about DMT in a vape shop in the middle of the Vises, which is in the middle of a wheelchair? You just go, oh, look. DMT. Yeah, <laughs> you, I, it feels a bit. Yeah, it's too much. You can't, but you can't got, just do the thing of asking, "What does that mean?" No, but I know what it means. Why would I ask? When have you ever looked at a, a person's jewelry and gone, "Tell me about that"? 
I mean, if it's something that's clearly a symbol, I would I would go with that. I'd let her do the explaining, then go, oh yeah, I know about that, and then sort of I've actually done it. No, and so, I, and I, I actually knew what it was, but I didn't want to be a weirdo. Yeah, and my mate's done it, and it turned him vegan. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I've got a chemical symbol tattooed on my arm there. For real? I told you about that. I got, got it. I, I got it years ago, and I'm fucking. I hate it. I wish I didn't have it. But that I've got that there. Yeah, that is exactly what she's got. Yeah, that's that. Mate, it changed your life. I've got a fucking unk. I've got an Egyptian unk on my wrist. We all make mistakes. <laughs> We've all been through a divorce, mate. <laughs> oh god. Right, boys. Thank you so much. And um, yeah, go and see Carl's comedy and follow T on Twitter. Lovely. <laughs> Cheers, lads. Podcast Network.